So in our reading today, a word caught my attention, and I did a little bit of searching on it. So in our, our first reading, there is uh, the word yoke that comes up. And um, it, it caught my attention just because it is an image that shows itself throughout Scripture. But going back and thinking that it is actually one of the oldest words uh, that has been around in mankind. Because yoke uh, is something that is extremely important for, uh, well, as mankind grew in development and technology, one of the first things that learn, man learned to do was to harvest the energy of the oxen and the horses and the donkeys or whatever animals are being used at that time. And so if you go back, you can find, um, obviously, in ancient Hebrew, the word yoke that, that pops up. And in ancient Greek, the word yoke. And in Sanskrit and, and all the other ancient languages. Because it is something that became so important. And, and for those of you that are city slickers, uh, such as myself, right? A yoke is something that you put around, uh, believe it or not, either the neck or the head of the animal to pull it forward. But it is also something that becomes an emblem of slavery. Uh, we're, we're coming up to, and, and there's been a lot of programs that have been created and, and uh, exploring slavery even within our own nation and how it occurred as we uh, come up to the 400 years since slaves were first brought to this land. And yokes were another word for something to bind another human being with. Well, what's interesting in our first reading, the reading that comes out of the Old Testament, is that Israel yoked itself. Israel purposefully took the yoke, the bondage, and placed it around its own neck and put it on its own head. And the yoke connected it to all of those other things, all those other gods. And the gods were not giving it power. The gods were not making it move forward. But actually, Israel then had to carry the weight and the load of the gods that it chose to yoke itself to. Now keep that image in your mind. As we think of the different gods ourselves have yoked to us and the weight that it now carries on your shoulders, on your necks. I'm yoked to a microphone, it feels like. Upon your own shoulders, necks, and heads. Pergamum. The church that's being spoken to in Revelation here is being chastised for possibly doing the same thing, for easily letting in those other gods, watering down who they are as the people of God and their own faith. Israel willingly put itself into slavery. Israel willingly put itself into this attachment to these other gods. And the danger comes about that we possibly might be 
brought into that same kind of relationship with other gods. What gods have we attached ourselves to? What gods have you yoked into your life? Consider this conviction from the Lord. The yoke that Israel found itself connecting, the yoke that was its own slavery, the yoke that was its attachment to these other gods, was the yoke of false gods. Here we have an example of what we face daily in our own lives in our relationship to these gods. Let me give you an example. The other day I was sitting in a coffee shop. That's not the example. That's just the setting of the example, and also my routine. As I was sitting in this coffee shop, uh, I was listening uh, in a rather rude manner to another conversation. And this person was talking about the ways that they had realized everything that they needed to do in order for them to get at what the purpose of life was. And the purpose of life was to be happy. And so this person had to go through every single relationship that they had, and they had to pull out all of those relationships that brought unhappiness into their life. They had to go through and they had to connect through all of the different objects that they had in their life, and as they looked at that object, they had to ask, does this make me happy? And if not, if it was an ooh, they threw it right out. He had to stop and think about every form of way that he thought about this world, and, and he had to change all of his mindset in order to reach at this purpose of what life was for him to be happy. And his friend in all of this asked the question, how are you doing with it? And he said, terribly. We've yoked ourselves to this same thought. To try and attain such perfection in life, such happiness in this world. We've taken our churches and we've gone through them themselves of asking, does this make me happy or not? And if it doesn't, we throw it out. We've looked at our own relationships and we've looked through them and asked the same question. And if they don't, we throw them out. And all the while, we've taken the noose that is a yoke and we've slowly put it around our necks so that we could pull with all our might this very God of happiness, of ease, of circumstance, what have you, try to drag it through the mud of this world. How are you doing with such things? If you're anything like me, you're doing terribly.
Jesus has, the very word to be spoken to the church of Pergamum, to Israel, and to even to you, a word that you even know before I start to quote the verse that he speaks so clearly to us, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and I am lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A yoke that it doesn't add the weight of the world onto your shoulders. A yoke that doesn't make you drag it through the mud. A yoke that doesn't make you be the workhorse of finding your own happiness, but a yoke that is actually easy and a burden that is light. Founded by the wood and the nails that we sang earlier. that actually removes the burden of our sin and the burden of our justification, the burden that we labor under to be perfect, to be happy, to fit in. The chastisement that comes with the letter to Pergamum is that they were just trying to do exactly that to make it a little easier to live in this world, to be just a little bit more like everybody else, to take on the language that the pagans use, to sound like the politicians that were on their TV, to be just like everybody else in the street. And so if it just waters down or wears down a little part of what is said to us by Jesus, that's fine, right? Because then I'll be at least accepted by people that I want to be accepted by. I'll at least get to look like them or sound like them or give in to the things that they have to offer. You remember the hymn, Come Thou Fount? There's a, in the later verses, the, the statement that comes out, Bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. It's always struck me as one of the most impactful parts of that hymn because just the statement, prone to leave the God I love. Our hearts are so easily bought into this idea of taking the yoke of the world. Our flesh is weak, but thank God His Spirit is strong. Though we are weak in our wandering and our walking around, in our leaving the God that we know that we love, we pray, O oh Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. O oh Lord, give me your lightness, your weight, for I am prone to yoke myself to the gods of this world. There's always this promise for you and me. 
the promise of those who are prone to wander, prone to try and find our way out of the fold of God. The promise that is given to the church of Pergamum and the promise that is given to the church of Lamb of God now, the church of Seattle. That though we wander, the Lord brings us back. For he has come to seek and save the continued lost. He's come to find you. He's, he's come to give himself over to you. And even says the words that as you go out into this world, I go with you. He gives us this promise. That though we tend to try and yoke ourselves to the things of this world, he has come to set the prisoners free to loosen the rope around our necks, to take off the chains that we place ourselves in. To free you from this, this very pull and this desire to follow the things of this world. And to have no fear as you make the statement that I will not be like this world. But I will follow after my God. For in following him, I know that his burden is light. His yoke is easy. For it is founded in the cross, the wood and the nails, the things that bring salvation to our life. Loosen these things of your neck. Walk away from the things of this world. Stand against the temptation to make ourselves like everybody else to follow after the gods that are out there. But stand. Stand with the one who's come to free you, to give you the things of lightness and love. Amen.